Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are having another wonderful evening of podcasting with these three lovely looking men on my screen. This is the Four Guys Roundtable Show. Hey, you know, I did notice, you know, some clean shaven faces. Um, AJ's looking a little scruffy. I'm not used to that. I just shaved uh, yesterday. I mean, <laughs> he's growing something for a flavor saver for later on. <laughs> who the hell knows? <clears throat> well, but excuse me. Oh, sorry. I got a topic. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hello. We have another great show. Four guys around table show. Uh, <laughs> with, you know, AKA people, Coach Jeremy, AG Nitro, and I'm Norrin Darth Pat. This time, so that's why he went last. Um, I think that was a TIE fighter that was coming across the screen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of. Like I don't know. <laughs> it could have been flying sideways. Aha, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, yes. Uh, yeah. You got it by that one. Could be flying. Yep, yep. Could be a tide bomber flying sideways. Okay. How's everyone doing this evening? Uh, it's a Saturday, so <laughs> I got nothing to complain about. Well, like I say, whenever I walk into a room, where am I? And what the hell's going on? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. I'm confused by that question, too. So, um, <laughs> well, we are doing a podcast, so um, I we guess are. that's what topic? we're doing. We don't have a topic, so this is going to be another fun-filled train well, I won't say wreck, but <laughs> train ride. This is like a this is like an open mic night, you know, it's an open session. We'll just talk about whatever comes to mind. Why not? Oh, oh speaking speaking of open minds, um, we talked about this the other day. Um, not sure if you guys saw, but they released the the rest of the top one hundred for the PWI uh, women's. Um, okay, I've women's. only seen the top five still, so. Uh, yes, I got to the rest of them today. I found them. Let me open my photos here. Yeah, we. Didn't, I didn't know. I didn't hear this, so this is news to me. So, what? Oh, damn it! Bailey, Bailey's uh, one. Th- Becky's two. Charlotte's three. Or Asuka's three. Charlotte's four, and Sasha's five. That's one to five. Right. So wow, the they're rest- all in the WWE too. That's crazy. So the rest uh, of the top. Because AEW's uh, women's division is so good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit us hey, with it, Joe. Don't let me talk sooner or later so I can uh, do the rest of this top 25 here. Uh, is number six. Tessa Blanchard is number seven. Who is six? Rio, Rio is number eight. Io Shirai is nine. Um, I might butcher this name because I don't remember how to pronounce it properly. Uh, Mayu Iwatani is number 10. Raya Ripley is 11. Jordan Grace, 12. Shayna Baszler, 13. Thunder Rose, 14. Kimberly, 15. Naya Rose, 16. Taya Valkyrie, 17. Amy Ray, 18. Kylie Ray, I hate that shit, 19. Nikki Cross is 20. Kylie Sane is 21. Bruce Baker is 22. Bianca Bier, Belair, sorry, is 23. Dakota Kai, 24. And Allison K is number 25. 
I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with that list. I, I mean, Shana's on it, so and EO's on it, Britt Baker's on it, so. Whatever yeah. happened? Whatever happened to Riho? She like we haven't. She hasn't been on AEW television forever. Uh, yeah, like three, four months, I think, probably. Maybe around four months. Yeah. Uh, I'll just go for the rest of the top 100. <clears throat> 26, Tegan Knox. 27, my favorite, Alexa Plus. 28, Mobo Wantabe. 29, Mercedes. 30, um, I always heard this, this, this woman's name up. Diona Perrazzo. Diana uh, Perrazzo, okay. Uh, Evo Lee is 31. Chris Statlander is 32. Jessica Havoc, 33. Candice LeRae, 34. Uh, LaFisto, 35. Mia Yim, 36. Leslie, 37. Priscilla Kelly, 39. <clears throat> you can tell uh, Jade that is his homegirl, Big Swalls, came in at 39. Uh, 40, Nicole uh, Savvy, 41. Faye Jackson, 41. <laughs> Uh, Rosemary, 43. Lacey Evans, 44. Sue Young, 45. Tony Storm. Um, Big Swall. You can probably stop <laughs> at 50. You can probably stop at 50, yeah. <laughs> 47 is Jamie Hader. 48, Penelope Ford. 49, Rhea O'Reilly. And 50, Lainey Luck. Most of these females I've seen wrestle at, at least, uh, at least four or five times. They're not most, household names, most of them, but. And most of those females, know. I can say I have never seen wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> and I was Pat, getting Pat bored. Also. I was like, um, yeah, this list is pretty much shit because I have no idea who the hell these fucking people are. <laughs> and once we got out of the top 25, I was kind of lost. Big swall. Yeah, I mean, AEW has 12. They have, they have 12 on there. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the women's women's wrestling is not like loaded with talent. I don't think right now. So I think it, I think it's hard too, because one, unless you're watching WWE or AEW, well, I should say this, unless you're watching a lot of different programs, you're not going to know who a lot of these people are because they don't all wrestle on AEW or WWE. You got a lot of different little small places that are getting recognized because there's not as many women wrestlers. So there, you know, you have to go far and wide to find top 100. Yeah. I mean, you, some of these are on impact. Of course, I see the wrestle there. Some are on rare honor. Some are on glow, um, not glow. Um, I was just, I was watching, uh, I was watching that <laughs> earlier today. bring back glow. That's why, um, <laughs> um, wow. Uh, was the other, is the other one and new Japan, of course. Uh, for some of the other ones, so yeah, you gotta you gotta watch a, a definitely a wide uh, a they variety just, of. They shows. just they just had a goal line stand, Joe. Oh, good, good. For, for uh, I'm not gonna be, gonna be I'm not gonna be uh, worried about that. So I uh, should everyone know, um, AJ is watching the Florida State North Carolina game. Um, we are Florida State fans. We are winning. I'm not. This is the best we. This is the best we've looked in like three years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
The more important thing that I have on the right here side of me is the baseball gods are <laughs> trying to tell us to go stick it up, stick it up our asses. Because um, now we have two game sevens and one game seven is on currently. And I do not want the Houston Astros to do jack shit. Neither does anybody else. Three nothing in the bottom of the fifth. And then, Unless, of course, you're a Houston Astros fan, which means you just enjoy cheating and believe that. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Sorry, Houston. <laughs> Actually, not sorry. And I lost interest as soon as the Phillies went out because I was like, well, if the Phillies aren't in it, who gives a fucking shit? <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. So you have one team up 3-0, and the other team comes back and wins three. So game seven is, is on right now. And the other one, um, Atlanta goes up three games to one, and Dodgers win the, the, the next two, and... Now tomorrow's game seven for that one. Like, the Dodgers, the Dodgers might win that series. I think at this point, I think the Braves are in trouble. <laughs> I am going to pray for the Braves. This I mean, I want the Braves to win, but I just think the, the momentum swung completely in that series, like completely. Yeah, I, I don't know. It it brings back memories of a series for me and Pat. Mm. And what series would that be? When the Yankees blew the 3-0 lead against the Red Sox. Oh, yeah, that was a terrible series to watch. I remember seeing that unfold, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, of my God. Teams, <laughs> of all teams, that's not the team you want to be losing a 3-0 lead to. Yes, it's not. that rivalry. Because if my memory serves me correctly, that's also the year that the Red Sox went on the win the World Series and become World Series champions. Yes. Okay, good. I was thinking the right year. Excellent. <laughs> yes, you were thinking the right year. <laughs> well, you know. I have no idea what you guys were just talking about. Sure you don't, Pat. <laughs> You've blanked it from your memory. <laughs> yeah, I have no recollection it was a, of any of those It was things. a terrible, terrible nightmare. The no, year that doesn't exist in baseball history for Pat. <laughs> no, Rachel, no, no, no. There is a... There no. is a and Mitch no. Williams never no. threw uh, the, no. uh, the meatball no. to uh, Dave Winfield either. <laughs> that was Joe Carter. Joe Carter, whatever. Joe Dave Carter, Winfield Dave Winfield. Was, Dave Winfield was only on the Blue Jays the previous season. So. There is, and if you're gonna, if you and if you were about to say Joe Carter, Dave Winfield, what's the difference? The Hall of Fame. Well, I know there's a big difference, but in my mind, either way, they were both pretty decent power hitters. So, yeah, Carter was kind of overrated. The uh, fans here are excited because this is the best record the Clowns have had since 1994. <laughs> yeah, and who was the coach in 1994? A young man by the name of Bill Belichick and, was and they play, his and they, as and they, pay, they play Pittsburgh this week, and I believe this is the first game since the old uh, helmet-hitting incident with Pittsburgh and stuff So uh, from yeah. last season. Ooh, it's going to be loads of fun. <laughs> let's, let's just say the Eagles blew it on Sunday against the uh, Steelers. They had a chance to win that game and fucking blew it. <laughs> well, the Giants should have beaten the Cowboys, too. So, Hey, the Giants could win this week, Pat. <laughs> I, I was looking so at, like, all the, I was, like, looking at, like, 
the games this weekend, there are some terrible games. I mean, there are like three or four games of teams that are like one and four or worse playing each other. There are some really bad games this weekend. Yeah, you know why that is, don't you? Oh, no. Funny. Because life hates you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this just happens to be the weekend where there's a bunch of crummy games. So. Well, let's, let's just face it. The NFL this year, more than any year that I can remember, is like either you're a real good team or you're kind of shitty. I, I like think no, you're kind of right about that, Jeremy. Like right now, there doesn't seem to be the in-between team that's like just hanging, hanging around 500. It's like either you have uh, a good record or you have a shitty record. And yeah. like the Eagles fall on the shitty record. Um, the Cowboys fall on the shitty record. Uh, Washington football team falls into shitty record. Oh, the Giants. Oh, just a sec. The whole NFC East. <laughs> Isn't the shitty The NFC least because that's a clever nickname. <laughs> <laughs> There used to be a day and age when the NFC East was the division you to, that you had to beat in the NF, NFC. Like if you, that if you were gonna, what? Not now. No. <laughs> no. If you come out of the NFC East and you win a game in the playoffs, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like what late '80s and most of the '90s. Well, yeah, because the because the Eagles no, were the it was between Dallas, Dallas and the Eagles almost all the '90s, and some of and. Um, the Giants too there for a little bit. I believe they had a couple good teams in the '90s, but a lot of it was the Eagles because Donovan McNabb was there, and you know from the net '80 '90s, 2000, early 2000s era, and that. But yeah, it just it's gone downhill. Like just bad coaches, bad drafts, bad and it's and it's all around. Like I don't like I don't understand Dallas. They 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 pick up Mike McCarthy like honestly <laughs> like I'm not a Dallas fan but I'm thinking you guys are really shooting yourselves in the foot right now picking up Mike McCarthy was probably not the best thing to go because he is not the guy kind of co- coach that brings a team together and gets them to play as a team and that has been your problem as an organization you have this like on paper immaculate team and they can't play together to win games they can't pull it all together. And you bring in Mike McCarthy. Um, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Ethan's fucking horrible, too. Jesus uh-huh. Christ. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. terrible. That's the one thing, like, the Eagles, I can say as an Eagles fan, the Eagles aren't giving up a ton of points. They just can't score enough points to keep up with the teams, usually. Like, last week was an anomaly playing against the Steelers where they put up 20-some points. That was kind of the anomaly. <laughs> But they just they can't score enough to keep up with other teams because other teams run all, all over their defense because they Jim Schwartz doesn't believe in linebackers like he I, honestly doesn't believe I feel like he doesn't believe in them because I, I couldn't tell you who our linebackers are I think Pitts, <laughs> I, I do think Pittsburgh's pretty good this year I think Pittsburgh's like I think Roethlisberger kind of got his second win and I think Pittsburgh might win eleven games like I think Pittsburgh's a pretty good team one of the better teams yeah. this year. So, they actually are. I, I think he really helped with being off last year and, you know, with his injury and actually, like, getting himself back into shape physically and mentally, too. You could definitely see it. You could definitely, definitely see it. Well, yeah, and he's got some talent that can play. I mean, what was uh, what's that guy's name that, that blew up last game, got four touchdowns? Clay, I Claypool. Claypool. Yeah. yeah, Claypool. 
Like, like he's he got can play. Schuster too. He's got Schuster too. So he's yeah. got Scott JoJo. <laughs> yeah, Schuster doesn't seem to be doing a whole. At least he didn't do a lot in the Eagles game, but you know, he's there. What a, like he's what a threat. Levy and Bell's a piece of shit, in my opinion. By the way, so. <laughs> we'll Levy see what he does in Kansas City. Uh, whatever. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Kansas City's got a good offensive line to run behind, so he's going to look good again. And not to say that Le'Veon Bell is not good, but he, he needs a good line to start. Right? I mean, he did play for the Jets. He did, <laughs> and the Jets didn't have a very good line. And he needs a good line like the like the Pittsburgh Steelers had to be able to start his running progression because of the way he runs. He runs with that like hesitation step that messes people up, but that's because he had a good line. He could pull that kind of running style off. Kansas City, once again, has a good offensive line to be able to do that, so he's yeah. going to probably look really good. I mean, look, any running back that's played for the Jets in the last six years have done shit. I mean, we let Matt Fortego. We didn't sign him, and he was great for us. He went to New York and, and shit the bed because their offensive lines were horrible. Like, they, he got injured because, you know, he was getting his ass whooped. He was getting pounded because offensive lines couldn't do shit. Every running back that goes there is just goes there to die, pretty much. Yeah. Well, like and I'm pretty sure – I'm pretty sure the Eagles had Matt Forte for a year before they let him go. Pretty sure uh, they that did. Was Jordan, Jordan Howard. Oh, that was Jordan. Well, yeah, Jordan Howard. That was last. No. Yeah, you got was him that? for a couple oh, yeah. years. Yeah. So, played yeah, it's just. from Miami now or some jazz. Yeah. New York's the place. Uh, the Jets are the place to go to die for running backs. I just know the Eagles like to trade with the with the Chicago uh, <laughs> Chicago yeah. Bears, and they like yeah. to try trade with the Buffalo Bills for some reason. Like they love to trade with those two teams, and we never work. It never works out in our favor. Like here, we'll take your old used and abused player. Sure, that sounds like a great job. <laughs> I mean, your your baseball team did it too. I mean, mm-hmm. you took our old sheet players. We got Ryan Sandberg. You took Mitch Williams. I don't remember what we got from Mitch Williams, but you got Mitch Williams, and look what happened that one. <laughs> And here's the pitch. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Deep fly ball to left field. Game-winning home run. Sir Doug Patrick, how is your day and week have been going? Tell us. Is there anything exquisite going on in your life? Anything exquisite going on at work? Any high-profile clients coming through with tax evasion? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Any mafia okay. clients? <laughs> yes. Ooh, yes. You tell. Yes. Oh. yes, we have some mafia clients. All right. I'm loving that. Would you, would you like to give up their names? <laughs> yes. Um, Vincent Gambino and uh, John Gotti. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So, I think we ought to bring it up since we're talking sports now. I think yes, we have to bring up here we go. The, the the wonderful debate, of course, continues as we've been seeing. And our good friend Theo yes. here sent us two wonderful uh, videos uh, from some, you know, big time sports analysts about the debate of LeBron versus Jordan. LeBron. Let's let's just refer to him as LeBron from now on. 
Okay. I, I will still refer to him as LeBron. You're more than welcome to refer to him as LeBum. I don't mind. Don't care. Um, but, you know, the debate, as we know, still goes on. And I know where we all lie. We all, uh, unless Darth Pat has a different opinion, I'm pretty sure we all believe that Jordan is definitely the superior player of all time. If he does, he's not my friend no more. No, holy <laughs> Love you, man. I'm only kidding. Pat, Pat, Pat has said that he doesn't hate LeBron, but Pat is, I believe Pat has stated he thinks that Jordan is the better player. <laughs> so we all know that in recent history in, in basketball, the LA Lakers won a championship, which gave LeBron his fourth championship out of uh, 10 times being in the NBA finals. Oh, losing record. But it made him the third player to have won championships with three different teams right and that's i i don't think that's impressive see a lot of people are using that as a tool to say it's impressive i don't think it is so no i was just pointing out the fact that it's uh that it's just such a it's it's a rarity and the fun but the funny thing was his teammate danny green instantly became the fourth (laughs) Yeah. yeah very true so, just, I just found I just found it funny because I was looking that up because I since Danny Green went to North Carolina I was like well wait a minute if the Lakers win that means he's going to have won uh, a title with a third different team because he won with the Spurs and he won last year with the Raptors you know so I went to look it up to see how many other people had done that and saw that it was only two other people prior then I was like oh so Green will be the third and then I went oh well he and LeBron will be the third and the fourth. Like that's kind of interesting that it only ever happened twice, and then all of a sudden it'll be that number doubles in the span of one year. I just I just found that interesting. Well, and so yeah. a couple things happen with that is because I'm not sure who the first two are. Do, does anybody know who Pat? Kareem. Kareem. No. Who was who are the other two that won with three different teams? Darth Pat. Well, I mean, do you want to have a stumper question right now? Uh, no, I was. Sure. I want to make. I want to be able to make a point. <laughs> Robert um, Ory and John Sally. Okay, so Robert Ory and John Sally. So they were still part of the free agent era yes. when free agency yes. was going. Okay, yes. so I was. I was. I wanted to see that's, if there that's was pretty a. Pretty much the only way that it happens. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was the free agent era when those two guys did it, or you know, that's why I wanted to know the name. So, so that point would be irrelevant that I was going to try and make. So, so just so we have of, we have Labom. Switching yes. teams, switching yes. teams, and instead of like 25 years ago, like and I sent you guys that thing that Adam sent me, when like when the Pistons couldn't beat the Celtics, they they mm-hmm. persevered and they right. kept trying and they finally overcame them. And then it happened with the Bulls where they couldn't beat the Pistons, and they tried and tried and eventually they overcame them. LeBron instead of doing that was like fuck this, I'm going somewhere else. Because I can't do it on this team, so I'm going to go somewhere else and, and with better players and do it. So, and that's like what that's what he's that's what he did <laughs> twice, right? And so here and here's the other thing that goes along with that. LeBron did it for one, he wanted to win, which I get. If you want to win and they're not going to build a team around you and just expect you to be the only guy that does anything, because let's face it, Cleveland really did not try and build a legitimate team around him. They tried to get mediocre players and thinking that LeBron could do it. And I'm sorry. Even Michael Jordan needed around, other. What's that? The first time that he went to the finals with that shitty Cleveland team. Yeah. yeah. 
So, and let's be honest, you know, uh, being Jordan fans and in, in, in our stance, Jordan needed other good players, not mediocre players. He needed other good players. Like Scottie Pippen was a really good player, if not a, a star. You know, he did play. In, he was an All Star a couple, quite a few times. Um, Horace Grant was another really good player. Um, BJ Car- uh, BJ Armstrong, um, John Paxson, and, and guys like that. They were all really good players, and they had key roles within the game. So. I get LeBron trying to go to another team to put himself around players that could win, but that wasn't the only reason he went. It was also a money issue. He left for more money too. So that's kind of a thing that irks me. Like a guy that by no means needs to have a ridiculously large contract went to a team with other that were putting other superstars, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and, and you know some other good role players, and left because he wanted more money, didn't want to stick around. And then when he came back to Cleveland, it wasn't to take a pay cut. He got another huge contract the second time he came back to Cleveland. Yeah, so he was wasn't... lucky because Kyrie was still in his like rookie contract per se, I think. So he made it he was able to bank on that. So that's why they were able to get give him that max contract then trade for Kevin Love too. Mm-hmm. Another superstar from another team brought on. Right. So then uh, he's tired of Cleveland again. And where does he go? He goes to the Lakers because he knows if he goes to the Lakers, the Lakers will fish out the money to be able to bring other people on and pay him big money too. Because he didn't go to – it's not like he took a pay cut when he went to L.A. He got another large contract. So it's it's two things. You got him going to teams where he feels he can win. Um, I don't know if he felt that way when he went back to Cleveland, but it it was – I think it was kind of that reason, you know, maybe they'll put a team together and win and they're going to pay me big money until he went to, you know, he went to LA for the same thing. So, you know, that's kind of my knock on him. It's not just, Oh, I want to be around other players that are going to help me win. It's I'm keep going for bigger and bigger contracts. And I, you know, to each their own, you can say that's not a bad thing. That's the way the NBA is. That's the way any sport is. And I agree. That's the way any sport is. But if you true, in my opinion, if you really, really, really want to win, money should not be the object. It shouldn't be how big is your contract. It should be how how can we bring other players to my team that are going to contribute in the way that I need them to so that this team can win. Jordan didn't look for other teams to go to and say, you know what, you guys aren't going to bring on the players for another five, six years, and fuck yous, and I'm gone. He went to Chicago. When he got drafted by Chicago, his sole purpose was to make Chicago a winning city, to change the culture of that city and that basketball team to a winning fucking culture. LeBron did not go to any of those cities that he went to, Cleveland, uh, Miami, L.A., to change the culture into a winning culture. He went there for money, and he went there to try and win a championship for himself. It had nothing to do with that city. And, and, and play with his friends, pretty much. I mean, Corey and he made played, it. He yeah. made it okay. He made it okay yeah. to do that. So then Durant did yeah. it because Durant couldn't beat the Warriors. So he's like, "Well, I can't beat him, so I'm going to join him." Like he made it okay for people to do that kind of stuff. The the decision just that unfortunately, no matter. The, all the negatives and the positives that came out of his decision, it, it doesn't make a difference. There's unfortunately, it's more negative than positive. Did he donate the money from that that thing that show uh, charity? Absolutely great. You know, outside mm-hmm. of basketball, he did a great thing. But unfortunately, it it just put him on that building pedestal, no matter what. And people say, you know, he was 
he had a harder path than Jordan because in high school he was the chosen one. Well, you know what? Whose fucking fault was that? Good job, media outlet. It's your mm-hmm. fault. Every sports network putting him as the chosen one. Sports Illustrating and put him on the fucking front cover of sports mm-hmm. being as the chosen one. Yeah, it's your fault. You guys fucking put this upon him. And when Cleveland wasn't ready to fork out money at that time to get more people, he decided to go with his friends and um, shack up with them in fucking South Beach. And he, like AJ said, he, he let it be okay to do that. Unfortunately, you know, people, you know, um, Durant, you know, he let Durant do it. Now you see Durant and Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan in the Nets. And it's, 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 you know, it's a, it's a rotating thing. You're probably going to see more players do it, unfortunately. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. and here's another point, too, with the players. That, that you have to remind, you know, uh, remember something. And people, people, people forget about this. When Jordan came into the league, People are like, oh, well, it took him a while to get past the first round. Well, no shit. The playoffs weren't that expanded at the time. And look who he had to fucking go through. Boston, who was winning titles. The Milwaukee Bucks were a good team at that time, too. There are other, teams in, the, there are other teams in the East, Detroit, too, that were very, very good. So as the years went on, he kept having to face those fucking teams in the first round because the Bulls didn't have shit. He made them overachieve. So they were getting a lower seed and a half and to play the higher seed. That's that's how you that's that's not that's not an easy road to take. Another thing too is most of those Bulls players were drafted. Bill Cartwright was a trick like Bill Cartwright's no fucking all star. You have to remind yourself too, up until Jordan retired, the only players that made the all star team was Jordan and Pippen. No one else had made the all-star team. No. B.J. Armstrong, Horace Grant, Pippen, and I want to say somebody else made the all-star team the year he retired. I think they had no, they only had three. I think it was just Horace, B.J., and Pippen made the all-star team when Jordan retired. Uh, oh, maybe it's Tony Kukoc. I don't remember. But anyway, you know, that that's all they had. You know, if it was making some first and second team, all NBA, some defensive stuff, but he didn't have any other all-stars per se. Even in the second one, you know, yes, they got Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was towards the end of his career, but he was still a rebounding machine and an instigator mm-hmm. in defense. He wasn't some big-time scorer like LeBron had all his winning championships, getting all-stars and all-stars that are scorers you know, to come in and help him. Um, so, you know, you got to see who he's who Jordan played with compared to who LeBron did, who really had a harder road. Yeah, the media made you the chosen one, and you had to live up to expectations. But the type of defense and the type of league in the 80s and the 90s as was where they were beating the shit out of each other and fucking Jordan's getting closed on and other players are getting closed by line by guys just as big as LeBron. You're going to tell me who's who's having a harder time getting to the pinnacle of the NBA championship, LeBron or Jordan? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, where, where are you? Where's the fucking common sense in regards to that? Yeah, LeBron came out of high school, so he's going to have a longer career. Jordan played three years in the fucking college, and he retired for a year and a half. I mean, I get it. You know, it, it, longevity is going to aid LeBron in this talk, all this bullshit. But... Mm-hmm. 
at the same point, you know, look at everything Jordan did do. You know, he's what was the what was the uh, Giannis just won. Uh, he won the MVP and the Defensive Player yeah. of the Year in the same season. Jordan's the only other person to do that. No, there's four. Four oh. people. Four people have done that. Out of those four people, Jordan's Giannis forward, Tim Duncan forward center, and Akeem was the other one who did that. So a center. So you technically have a forward, two centers, and a hybrid center forward. Those are only four. So Jordan's doing a lot of shit as a guard in a big man's league for the whole 80s, for the whole 90s. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and I I get tired of hearing about, well, LeBron has more assists and rebounds. Who gives a shit? He's a power forward. That's what he's supposed to have. Fucking Magic Johnson is a power forward, small forward, play center. Mm -hmm. That's what he fucking did. You could put Magic Johnson stats, compare them to LeBron's, and you could look at a lot of those years, and they're going to be very similar. I can put them up and be go to anybody and be like, whose stats are these? And, well, and they're, here's not the, gonna, they're not going to fucking know. And here's the thing. So I lo- I've looked at their stats. Like I've compared stats, you know, career stats next to each other, and they're really not that different. Yes, um, LeBron, I think, has the edge in rebounds here and maybe an assist here. But yeah. other than that, like Jordan has more steals, you know, so – Okay, so Jordan has more steals, and people would say, "Oh, well, but that's because he's a guard, so he should have more steals." Well, yeah, uh, duh, that's the common kind of common sense. Just like LeBron should have more rebounds, like you pointed out, you know. So their stats are very, very comparable, and that's why I don't really like stats when you're just when, the, especially when people are so close in stat wise, you know. Okay, you, so you got to throw, you kind of throw that out, and, and you know. The three pointers that that's a stupid thing because both Jordan and LeBron's are relative are the freaking same. They're within like point percentage points of each other. And if um, Jordan was playing in this era, he would the way he plays, you damn sure he would fucking work on his three point shooting, and he would be a good sh- three point shooter in this league without yeah. a doubt. Well, and and no offense, everybody that thinks LeBron was such a is such a better three point shooter, they're like exactly almost within like I said within yeah. percentage points of each other. So LeBron's not that great of a three point shooter. He's relatively decent. You know, he's not the Steph Curry's of the league, you know, he's just not there. And and rightfully he shouldn't be. He's not a point guard shooting guard, you know. He's he's a forward. And here, here's some here's some other stats I have pulled up. MJ is the only player in NBA history to have 200 steals and 100 blocks in the same season, and then did it, and then did it back-to-back seasons. Right, and their blocks are the, uh, LeBron and Michael's blocks are within one point of each other, or something like that, one or two points. So like, as uh, I think this, these stats were last as at the end of not this current NBA season, last NBA season. MJ has 893 blocks in his career, while LeBron has played way more seasons, 853. And the other thing about LeBron, too, is, like, his, like, his most memorable playoff moment is a fucking block. It's not even a shot or something like that he did. It's a fucking block that didn't even win the yeah. game. It's a, it's, a, it's a defensive play. His, like, Jordan's got two shots that are like you know we're gonna see for the rest of our life 
LeBron's so, biggest playoff play was a fucking block. <laughs> right, but that did that lead to them winning that game? Like, it wasn't like a game-winning block, but it didn't lead to them being able to it, win that game or some it, shit it, like that. It helped. It happened with about two. It happened. It happened with about two and a half minutes left in the game, right. so they didn't and, go down. They didn't go down and make a basket right then. They made a basket. Right. And nobody could score. Nobody scored shit in the last like four minutes of that game. Neither team could score. So. Right. And see, that's the one thing, like somebody, my nephew mentioned them. He's like, well, what about LeBron's block in that one playoff game that they, uh, I said, yeah, but that that didn't win the game. He's like, yeah, they won the game. I was like, oh, okay. So they won the game, but I had no, because I've never seen that block. Cause I, you know, when LeBron came in the league, I was pretty much done watching basketball, except for like when Duncan and the Spurs were going into the playoffs. That was like when I started watching the basketball each year, um, because I was a big, I'm a big Tim Duncan fan, but if that if that block does not stop the other team from scoring from the with a game winning bucket, that block doesn't mean shit because that's a, that's the oh. same as any other person blocking a shot within and, a game. And people have that 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 odd like playoff like lists of like spectacular plays like very high like some have in the top ten, some have top in the five. top five, and it's like that wasn't a be all end all block. That block was done. Both teams went back and forth, up and down the court, and didn't do shit. And it was a chase. It was a chase from behind, right? It was yeah. A come yeah. Behind. yeah. Yeah. Well, then I if you're gonna throw that in there, what about Tayshawn Prince's blocks that he used to do all the time for fucking behind? Because he had those yeah. giant ass long. He had those like fucking monkey arms that he. I, his arms ridiculously yeah, long. It was crazy. That's that's why that like that that 45 seconds at the end of the Jordan's last championship with the Bulls where he steals the ball and then goes down and makes the shot. That's why that's way more impressive than anything I've seen anybody else do because he did everything. He, that steal to me was way more important than the block because the steal happened with 40 seconds left and Jordan went down and won the game. So like that, that steal. And, 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 and I, I understand that we live in the age where, a lot of people suck LeBron's dick and they love him and they worship him and stuff. And, and, and some of us don't. I also think that the, the steal that Larry Bird had against the Pistons was oh, a bigger was deal crazy, than LeBron's deal. block. But it was one was in the Eastern Conference finals. One was in the finals. So like, oh, well, this one's just because it was in the finals doesn't mean the play was any, any different. A play is a play that that steal by Bird might be the best defensive play I've ever seen besides Jordan stealing the ball from Malone, because that shouldn't right. happen. That steal by Bird should not have happened. <laughs> right. And it's funny because Jordan talks about that steal, and he's like, I knew they were going to Malone. They'd be going to Malone all night in that play. He's like, and Malone didn't pay attention. He's like, I stayed home because I knew Malone was getting the ball. So he's like, I came from his backside. And that just tells so – there's another thing. That's the mentality that some players like Jordan had. Like other players had it too, but Jordan was like, he remembers – what plays are going on throughout the game that he's like, this is their bread and butter play. This is how they've been trying to beat us all game. If I pay attention and stay home on the weak side, I can make something happen. Not a lot of players can do this. There's some, but not a lot of players that can say they're that intelligent in the game. Michael Jordan had an intelligence about the game, just like Larry Bird did, just like Magic Johnson did. That is an intangible thing in the game. And I have not watched enough about enough LeBron games to really say, but I would I would have to, with my limited knowledge of watching LeBron play his his career, I would have to say that 
he has basketball intelligence, but I don't think it's that level of basketball intelligence that he's going to pick up on, you know, the, a tendency of a team and make a game winning play because that's what he needs to do. I think he's going to stay on his player, play his defense on his player and maybe come from a weak side and make a block. I think you know, Duncan, I think Duncan might've had a higher basketball IQ than LeBron too. I might even throw Duncan in there. So, yeah, we also we also got this moment in game whatever five where LeBron walked off the court with 10 seconds left in the game. And that's not that's not cool. That's not right. Like you're an asshole for doing that. And like Adam texted me and said, like, kids are going to see him do that and they're going to think it's okay because LeBron did it. He's like, Kobe never would have done that. Jordan would never would have done that. And it, it's, it's classless to do that. And, and the LeBron people like try to make it out. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. And it was a big deal. You're on television. Like all of my friends that don't like Steph Curry constantly remind me that he threw his mouthpiece in the crowd once because he got oh, mad. And I'm like, okay, he shouldn't have done that. It was, it was, it was, it was, and I'm not defending him. I'm not defending him for doing it. So when the LeBron people try to like play it off, like it wasn't a big deal, it was a big deal. And instead of playing it off, you should at least be like, okay, he probably shouldn't have done that. That was classless. And he made an ass of himself by doing that. And, and, and it's just, nobody cares. Nobody. It's like, Oh, it's LeBron. He, he can do this and get away with it. We're not going to do anything. But if it was like somebody who has a, a batter, like a worse reputation, like when Randy Moss acted like he was going to moon the Green Bay crowd, he didn't even do it. He just acted like he was going to do it, and he got fined. I don't think he should have got fined because he didn't do it. You find him if he actually moons the crowd. If you pantomime it, so what? And it's because Moss's reputation wasn't great. So and that's right. not fair to hold these different guys to different standards just because this guy is – a better person or whatever. And that's like what happens with LeBron. Cause this is the second time in LeBron's career. He's walked off the court before the game was over. He did it early in his career, probably third or fourth season. Nobody cared. Nobody made a big deal out of it. Cause it was him, but I remember it because I thought it was classless when he did it then. So clearly he hasn't grown up that much. Cause he's doing the same thing. 12 years later on the NBA, in the NBA finals on television. And the, the thing that made it, stand out was the shot clock ran out. So half of the Lakers were in the locker room and they needed five guys on the court to inbound the ball. And they didn't have those people out there because they were all in the locker room already. That's classless. Like to act like that's like acting like children. So LeBron did that this season. Yeah. He just did it in the finals, Jeremy, in like game five. Yeah, he did. It. What? There was 10 seconds left in the game and he walked he walked to the locker room. He was because he, he was knew they were going to lose. Yes. So he screwed his team. I mean, I mean, they were going to lose anyways. But still, he screws his team from being able to even inbound the ball because well, they don't have enough guys. On other the people followed him. He didn't. So then Unibrow followed him. Like other people followed him because they're like, if LeBron's doing, it, we're going to do it. So I think they yep. had three people maybe left and the, on their bench when they, when there was only a 10th of a second left and they could, this is the NBA. They have to follow the rules. You still have to end inbound the ball when the shot clock runs out. So they had like three guys on the bench. So they had guys had to come back out to get on the court, to inbound the ball. And it's, it's, and, and everybody's like, Oh, who cares? Like the LeBron people. Oh, well it's okay. You know, so oh, what? That's, 
See, that's uh, see. In in my opinion, now I know players in the NBA. It's much different. You don't line up and you don't shake hands at the end of a game. They might shake each other like friends that they have on the other team. They might shake their hand and be like, "Yo, good game" and stuff like that. But the one thing that sports figures have a tendency to forget and and being a youth basketball coach, this really kind of hits home for me is they are setting the stage for young kids who play sports. Like they are going to emulate your ass. If you walk off with a 10th of a second, those kids are going to say, well, if we lost, it's okay to come sit down and say, fuck it. And that's not good at all. You know, it's one thing for kids and, and, you know, it drives me nuts with all the three balls that kids want to try and shoot. They want to be Steph Curry. They want to be all these other guys that shoot fucking threes. That's one thing. Like I can deal with that as a coach because, you know, I'll let them, you know, do that. You know, we throw it in at We can throw it into a scheme. But what I can't tolerate is NBA players, NFL players, whatever sport you're in them emulating the bad behaviors that these guys put out there, the the showboating, the walking off okay. before the game's over and, and not showing the sportsmanship that sports was built on. There's a reason that it's called sportsmanship and not just ship, you know, <laughs> um, it, it's such an, a, a, a crucial part of the game. It's respect for the game. It's respect for the other team. It's respect for yourself, respect for your coaches, respect for the fucking fans who are your parents and loved ones that are coming out to see you, to see you finish a game and say, okay, yes, you lost. And it sucks, but at least you finished the game and you held your head high and you go back out the next day for practice and you bust your fucking ass so you don't have to think about losing again bird magic jordan duncan david robinson there's guys on that list who are like that who are classy guys who didn't do dumb shit and you didn't you don't hear about them doing the dumb shit another thing i did also tell joe recently is and, and injuries happen okay i'm not saying they don't but my brother was like oh well Everybody picked on LeBron because he was in the East and the East was easy. So now he went to the West and he won in the West. And I said, yes, but there was one thing missing. The Golden State Warriors were not in the playoffs this year because of injuries. And the Lakers did not have to go through the best team in the West the last five or six years. That juggernaut in Golden State, they didn't have to play them. They avoided them completely. And all these other teams that were in the playoffs that the Lakers beat, I knew they were going to beat them. The Bucs were the only team who I thought could beat the Lakers because Giannis is, is good, and he's been there. Harden did what he does every year. He melts down in the postseason. There was no team in the West that had yeah. been there before that knew how to handle this kind of pressure. If he would have had to play the Warriors, Steph and Clay have been there, and they know how to play in big games. Both of them have had huge games at huge moments in their career. So he dodged that bullet. I, I know it, it happens, but he did – Dodge that bullet for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he played the teams in the in the West that were had like a lot of young players that are very good, up and coming, that just they're there but they're not there yet. And you have Harden and Westbrook, Westbrook the turnover machine in the playoffs, Harden who disappears in the playoffs. Um, the Clippers, listen, I, it doesn't I, to be honest with you, I don't think it matters who the Clippers players are who the Clippers coach are. <laughs> I just think that, that, that team is just, yeah, they're just historically jinxed. bad. <laughs> they jinxed. Yeah. They jinxed is a good yeah. word. I feel like 
they tell they, they there to happen that year to win. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. They're just going to they can have five all stars and they're just going to lose. They're never going to make I, it to the finals. I, I I didn't I didn't look into this very much, but I read supposedly in the interview that LeBron was like talking to the Larry O'Brien trophy, saying that the trophy cheated, cheated on him with the Lakers or whatever, or with the Warriors and stuff the last couple of years. What the fuck uh, is he talking? Like, seriously. <laughs> the other thing two people are getting tired of is with him is that he's, he's yearning for respect. Like you, mm-hmm. you, he has one interview with somebody like, Oh, I'll, I'll talk about the goat debate with, privately at my friends at home uh, you're not going to get me to say anything you guys know i love jordan i had jordan's blah 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 blah. yeah no. i'll let you guys in the media figure that out Bullshit. but yet you're already you're already on video said oh that that, that one got me the goat yeah when and we beat the warriors he, i became the goat and then he he cries and whines about not getting enough first place boats during the regular season when AD was the best player on your team and not really you. You were playing second fiddle to him. It's kind of like what you know, and the respect thing. It's kind of like, dude, you already have your respect. You're looking for respect out in left field from people. You 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 shouldn't be at. You shouldn't be worried about what they're if they respect you or not. That's 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 irrelevant for you as an NBA player. But he wants the argument. He wants those people to respect him and anoint him. I feel like he just wants to be like, yep, you're the GOAT LeBron. But yep, we all, it's the majority now. We all think it's and it's, and it's, it's no, old, nah. it's, it's old NBA players and stuff. That's who he wants the respect from, and he's not getting it yeah. from some of the old-time, like the Birds Isaiah and the Magics and, and those guys, yeah. Isaiah Thomas, that, that's who he's got. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only old time. And Kendrick Perkins. And that oh, yeah. and that's because Isaiah Thomas doesn't like Larry Bird. He doesn't like Jordan. He doesn't nope. like Magic. He doesn't like nope. any of the guys that he had to compete against because they all beat him. Like he doesn't like those guys. He doesn't like anybody that had to beat him because they don't have. And here's the thing: they don't have anything nice to say about Isaiah Thomas because Isaiah Thomas oh, is a much prick. As- and it's sad thing, and the fucked up thing is, is like as a kid, like I was not a Detroit fan, but my brother and my good friend were. And so I liked Isaiah I, Thomas, but he's yeah, a dick. I, I had a lot of respect for Isaiah Thomas back then, but as he got out of the NBA and got into these other roles, it's like, man, Isaiah Thomas is, as AJ mentioned, a dick. He's a prick. <laughs> like he's not a good, he's not a nice guy. So I could only <laughs> imagine having to play against him in the NBA, you know, and and the dirty shit that he used to pull. Because he was a dirty player. He used to pull some dirty shit, like fucking, you know, things that I would never teach my kids, but I'm sure they're going to try try and do on their own, pull jerseys, you know, hold arms, you know, do stupid shit that, you know, should be fouls and they should get it, you know, and, and that. But, you know, he was a dirty player. Stockton was, I, I understand. Stockton, Stockton was, Stockton dirty was dirty as hell. <laughs> yeah, he was a dirty player, you know. But it's like, you got respect from the one guy that, a lot of the other players that played with him around him, that same area don't him. respect him. It's like, so you can respect <laughs> from the wrong old time player. Like, <laughs> yeah. Joe, I did. Yeah. I, I, I think looked... Jordan respects him. I think Jordan I... respects LeBron, but he's just, Jordan's just sick of the whole fucking debate too. It's like, he yeah. doesn't, Jordan doesn't fucking care. He's like, I don't no. really care. Like, you know, <laughs> so I, I looked, uh, so there were, you, you were right, Joe, about, but 
Olajuwon, Giannis, and Jordan won those two awards in the same season. So when you were brought that up earlier, those three guys won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season. So there are more guys that did it in their career, but those are the those are the three guys that won it in the same season. So to me, to me, you win those two awards in the same season, you are clearly the best player in the NBA that season. If you're winning the MVP on the Defensive Player of the Year. There's no argument that anybody was better than you. If you win the play, the award for both sides of the ball, <laughs> you yeah, clearly I mean, are the best player in the NBA at that point. <laughs> I mean, it, it's crazy. People want to.
situation. I didn't say I wasn't get more money. I wasn't saying everybody. I wasn't saying everybody. I was specifically I meant Bird, Magic, Jordan, those specific players who are iconic players. I don't believe they would have done that. So I'm not necessarily saying the whole NBA. I'm saying certain players who I hold to a higher standard. I don't think those guys would have done that. So those are the guys I'm speaking of. And those are the guys that we put LeBron in a discussion with trying to say he's better than those guys. And that's one of the reasons I don't think he's better than at least those three guys, because those three guys would not have done that. So I'm meaning the iconic NBA players like that, not the whole league. I'm talking about specific players that have come up in the same sentence with LeBron trying to say he's better than them. And that's one of the reasons why I would put magic and bird ahead of him still. And Tim Duncan, even I would put ahead of LeBron still. So, so there are guys specifically that I don't, don't think would have done that Pat. So maybe you're right. There are guys that would have done it. I'm not saying that I'm saying specific players, iconic players back then. I don't think they would have done that. So Duncan's the only one who I think is a real apt comparison there because Bird and Magic and Jordan still came up in the era where guys weren't switching teams like that, uh, yeah. because, you know, for whatever reason, whether, again, like I said, because modern free agency hadn't really hit the league yet, so it was still kind of a foreign concept. Maybe they did have that loyalty. Maybe they would have stayed with those teams their whole career if they had the opportunity to leave. I'm not certain of that. Again, I would lean towards, yeah, they probably would have. But, again, my problem, again, is that, Sports writers are the most entitled group of pricks in the planet. I mean, they are. They are. I mean, they, that's fine. They love to build somebody up, and then once they've built them up to the top, they love to smash them down. Well, yeah, there was yeah, that one sports me, writer that did it to Jordan. To me, that's what they've yeah. done to LeBron over the last several years. Again, I don't really have strong feelings about LeBron one way or the other. But they want to control the story. And sometimes, again, the story just doesn't go the way you want it to. This guy wanted LeBron to stay and keep winning in Cleveland. Fine. This guy wanted LeBron to go to the Lakers and lose. Fine. That's not what happened. You don't get to go write a story then where you're basically whining your head off that LeBron somehow cheated everybody who was watching the goddamn NBA. By your that same logic, then the Warriors cheated the NBA from the moment they signed Durant in the last couple of years. And I don't really remember there being so much outcry among people who are on this podcast about that. I personally didn't give a shit because, yeah, I don't watch the NBA frequently. But my point is, if you're a sports writer, you cannot be so goddamn bitter about this as to write this kind of a bullshit story saying – I was cheated by LeBron switching teams so often. That's modern sports. Guys are going to switch teams. Guys are not indentured servants to the teams that own their reserve clause anymore. That's not the way it is. You know, this is why I get sick of listening to any old sports media personality. It's like, like, oh, well, you don't root for the players anymore. You root for the laundry. Yeah, because back in the day when you were a kid and you were a teenager, they weren't fucking allowed to switch teams unless the team said, uh, we're sending you to Kansas City because we don't fucking want you anymore. <laughs> so it's a different fucking time. Yeah. And I'm just sick of really, really reading articles like this. And that's why I don't read much sports art, you know, writing anymore, because it's just it's just so much whining and it's just so much bullshit. It, it, it's it is hard to read stupid. a lot of stuff. I will say that it is hard for me to read a lot of stuff right. anymore. 
in a lot you of the articles. You, you want to you go read the classic underdog story and everything? Like I said, go write a fucking novel. Right. And and the thing with sports writers, too, it, the people that like the story that a sports writer puts out, like in, in AJ's you know, uh, point, he likes it because he agrees with the the article itself, the premise of the article, where other people are going to be like, that's a bullshit article. That's, you know, sports writers are writing to the people that they think will agree with them in the way that they feel because it's all about a feeling. It's just like our opinion. It's an opinion. It's a feeling of how we view the game and our and our thing. Sports writers are, are in my opinion, are should be objective, not put their personal feelings into a story. You're supposed as a sports writer, in my opinion, again, you should be reporting the facts and how things played out, not how you feel they should have played out. So, and it's, but that's just the way it is. People are always going to put their opinion into anything that they put out there. It's, you know, nobody is 100%. I don't feel is 100% completely objective about everything in life. It's just, I don't think that's possible. I mean, you, you, you know what my LeBron narrative was supposed to be, don't you? He wasn't uh, supposed to have taken his talents to South Beach back then. He was supposed to have taken his talents to the Garden. <laughs> That's all that we were doing. We were clearing the decks for years for LeBron to come play for the fucking Knicks. And everything was about LeBron wants to play for the Knicks. LeBron's going to come and be the savior of the franchise. Oh, it didn't fucking happen. I had to get over that. I did. Fucking move on. At one point in time, I think LeBron was going to come play for the Sixers too. I thought <laughs> LeBron was going to play for everybody because well, when they, he was leaving Cleveland, he's coming to somebody. They, they dick teased you <laughs> twice, Pat, because then you thought you might get Durant too. <laughs> oh yeah, we were supposed uh, to get Durant and Kyrie last year. Yeah. Trust me, not for one microsecond did I think Durant you. or Kyrie was going to sign with the fucking Knicks. <laughs> The Knicks are going to be a perpetually pathetic. The Knicks are going to the Knicks are going to be a perpetually pathetic franchise until somebody forces fat ass Dolan to sell the fucking team. It's amazing the Rangers have been able to remain somewhat competitive and then do a rebuild here in the last couple of years despite him owning them. It's just because he just doesn't give that much of a shit about the Rangers. So let's let's uh let's Joe Joe it's thirty one twenty eight. I know. I know. Do you see his face as the podcast has been going on? His face has gotten more and more discouraging as the podcast is going on because he knows the score. Stop telling it a fucking score. (laughs) Why didn't know he turned it on? I didn't know he had it on. (laughs) Meanwhile, Alabama is pulling away from Georgia. Yes. And I see the Astros have the bases loaded in the top of the eighth, but there are two outs and they're down four. So I want to kind of change our little direction here because I have a question for AJ. Is there any recent um, wrestling news that we should hear about? Uh, there was I mean, the they draft. Just, they did the, the terrible draft. <laughs> Sweet. They, they wasted everybody's time on the draft, and instead of having five people just switch shows on each show, we did a draft, and we drafted people, and we did rounds and wasted people's time. We're going to redraft both shows, and, you know, 80% of the people are going to stay where they are, so. <laughs> We're going to hype it up, We're gonna hype it up like it's you. a really big deal, and then it really isn't. The joke's on you for watching. <laughs> We're just moving Seth Rollins or Rey Mysterio feud from Raw to SmackDown. There you go, guys. That, that's all with that one. I saw some blurb this morning that said um, Meltzer was reporting that 
uh, they wanted to make sure that the, 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 that the three hottest storylines were on SmackDown so that the Fox ratings would be as, as high as possible. And the funny thing was he, he didn't list the storylines. He just listed the performers in the storylines, and he listed those performers as being Roman, Bailey, and Rollins. I was like, oh, <laughs> those probably are the three hottest storylines right now. But it's like those aren't the love that match and i'm gonna say it was okay it wasn't like it didn't blow me away like i wasn't blown away by that match um so because i was and maybe it was because i felt like it was hyped up so much because you guys liked it Meltzer gave it a five star so i'm like expecting this like fucking fire of a match i'm like yeah this is gonna be fucking awesome and i'm watching it, and i'm like yeah it's a good match like it didn't I just, it just didn't blow my doors off like I was like all hyped up and that's one of the problems like when people tell me about stuff and they're like this is so good like it could be a comedy or an action movie or something and I go and watch it and I'm like huh I was waiting for something bigger what the hell happened here you know so it, like just tell me like so I almost like wanted to pipe people if they were going to tell me something just watch this match go watch this match and then I have a little bit better le- when you go in with lower expectations and it kind of blows your doors off but <laughs> It was uh, it was I decent. Think, like I there think some really cool spots in it. Right, and I think for you because you don't watch it yeah. like me and Joe do, like Orange Cassidy coming out of the trunk was really cool to us. That may not have been appealing to you as much. Or when they get in the minivan at the end and the mom flips them off, like you didn't really understand why that was happening. Whereas for me and Joe, we thought that was great that that happened at the end of the match. So there were some novelty pieces about that match, the storytelling that made that better and those were the two of the pieces that really contributed to that they didn't botch a lot of stuff either and they used the weapons well and i think that was part of it i watched a lot of those matches and they they screw up something somewhere or they don't use the weapon right or and they managed to find things that were good in a parking lot brawl in a small setting they managed to work with that environment just like when we a good example was when like me you and danny did the match in champs you had to put you got stuck in this situation where you had to do something different and you had mm-hmm. to make it work. And we did that. Those two tag yeah. teams are like middle run tag teams, kind of. They're not like 
best friends or have grown on me, but neither of those teams is the two best teams on any. They're not even the top three or four. So I don't think anybody was expecting that out of those two teams. So I think that that also came down to, Hey, this match is probably going to be a three and a half or a four. And then they did everything right. And basically nothing wrong. And, and, and it was like an AEW is also, and this is something me and my other friends have talked about the last two or three months, their main events have been garbage. So that match was actually really good. And they, they, they picked the wrong match to put on for their main event. Sometimes, even though it's the mm-hmm. most appealing, it's not the best match. And it ends up being a shit show. And NXT ends up being better than AEW half the weeks because NXT's main event is better than AEW's main event. So it was nice to see AEW actually have a main event. And we're like, Holy shit. That match was actually good. It wasn't a pile of shit like the last three weeks before this. <laughs> so and here and so when I'm watching this match, it, it, like the the thing that stuck out to me was the 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 one team they look like the the kid from Coco, the movie right. Coco. So I was like, oh, <laughs> like, they painted their face inter- like interesting face paint that you chose there. And then uh, it was funny to me that. The guy got the one guy got busted open by getting his head smacked into the side view mirror of the car. He's like, oh, he got busted open from the side. I'm like, hmm, that was kind of I was like, that was kind of weak. But OK, you know, sure. It's it's kind of believable. Um, but they did. They, it was really cool. They did use the 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 metal fence, you know, as a as a essentially like they do ladders a lot of times. So they use that in that way. And the finish uh, was really cool. Whatever that move was, he did off the top of the truck through that board. That was cool. Mm-hmm. So. There, it was interesting that they had like a random door out there that with no handle on it. I was like, hmm, like randomly in a parking lot, you got a door that's supposed to be an indoor door. I'm like, okay, that's weird, weird but okay. Um, I and I think one of the guys fucked themselves up when they did that for like actually screwed up their shoulder or some shit. <laughs> or did you, did, well. were, were you listening to the announcing? Did you hear, did you hear uh, yeah. fucking JR call it a two by four? Yeah, he goes, he's like, I don't, he's like that big piece of wood, boy, a two by four or something like that. I'm like, like, dude, that was like a two by 40. <laughs> I will so fucking big. For, for future reference. I didn't know you were going to watch it, Jeremy. Yeah. That's also part of it. You surprised me when you were like, Oh, I'm going to watch that right now. So in the future, I will like not hype. If, if, if tell me if, if we start talking about a match, maybe you should be like, Hey, I'm going to go watch that. Don't spoil anything. <laughs> so, but no, like, like I said, it was a decent match. Um, you know, there was nothing crazy that I thought happened. I thought there was a cool spot where they put the guy inside the hood of the car on top of the engine, like did double son, son, yeah. uh, swan tons on him or senton bombs or whatever the hell you want to call them. We just what? dodged that Don't. bullet, Joe. You know, uh, he hit a grand slam, didn't he? Oh. No, I'm watching. I have. I put the Florida State North Carolina oh. game on. Oh. We dodged that one, Joe. I, 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 I put it, I, I put I, it I, on I, just to. I put it on to see the replay where Florida State got away with a pretty obvious defensive hold. hold. <laughs> yeah, they did. He pulled the shot of his shirt. His shirt was. His shirt was. <laughs> like his shirt was stretched out about six feet. <laughs> and then just on the fourth down play here, you know, he finds the guy wide open, and the guy just doesn't fucking catch the ball. So I just. 
I mean, North North Carolina's football team had no business being ranked in the top ten at this point, so I knew they were. Old that is very so. true. I mean, I, I I did not. I had my. I had. I know there's about there's teams missing. Game. I know there's teams missing, and if everybody was playing, they would probably be more like eleven or twelve. I don't even know if I thought that they were eleven or twelve. So, and I I told Joe earlier, I don't really think it matters. Because when Clemson's beating somebody 52 to seven at halftime, I really do think Clemson is the best team this year right now. So, well, the the funny thing is that uh, probably after uh, after today, Notre Dame is going to be ranked number three, and it's like, and they looked not, they looked bad three. today. They struggled today. They are they struggled last week too. I mean, I know they hadn't played in three weeks because they had a week but off. They really the struggled, got, and again they today. got. Post postponed because of COVID, but they are not the third best team, not even close. So, uh, well, I mean, uh, the Big Ten, yeah, the Big Ten starts, Big Ten starts playing next week. So, I mean, there's been a lot of upsets too, like um, Kentucky beat Tennessee um, for the first time since 1983 (laughs) at at Tennessee. That's the first time Kentucky's won at Tennessee since 83. Yeah, at Tennessee. And then um, the other one was South Carolina played Auburn. Yes. And I think it was their I don't remember what what place it was at since 1930. I was like, what the fuck? I'm seeing this scroll on ESPN. I'm like, holy shit. It's like, yeah, this is this is really a 2020 season. Well, well, Matt, Uh, you must be pretty happy uh, because Oklahoma's not ranked right now. I mean, I am, but Texas lost to them. Like this was Texas this year to beat Oklahoma, and they couldn't even do that. So yeah, I saw that. I was watching that game. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's uh, the probably big, fuming right now as Oklahoma big, comes back. <laughs> the Big Twelve is uh, defense optional. The whole Big Twelve is a defense optional league. They play defense once every ten or fifteen plays. So <laughs> it's, it's basically it's basically uh, basically been that way for uh, it, it has been for years now. Three or four years, but it's it's continuing and it's not going away. It's 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 defense optional. But that game was yeah. crazy because that went into four fucking overtimes. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> well, that poor but quarterback this... for Texas could only there was only so much you can do. Like he can't yeah. do everything. Yeah. Somebody else has to make a play yeah. eventually. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. That was crazy. Like I because I don't watch college football, I really only watch the NFL. I had no idea how the playoff, how the overtime situation worked. I'm like, and my brother was looking up the rules. I'm like, Oh my God. And then we looked at its fourth overtime. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I, I actually like the way they do it in college. I actually am a fan it of is the way cool. they do it in college. And but it can easily get drug out. It could be tedious when it just keeps falling the same shit over well, and over and I over. I think, I think if they were going to use that in the NFL, I think you move them back to like the 40 or the 50. Like, I don't, I don't think you start at the 25. If you're going to do something like that in the NFL, I think you let them start would, at midfield maybe. Yeah. Cause I you have to have them outside of field goal range. Yeah. Outside of field goal range to start. Yeah. I'll probably start at the 40 then 35, 40. Uh, yeah. Believe me, there's not a lot of good kickers in the NFL these days either. So, <laughs> believe me, I know that. Well, we don't, we don't, we, I, I, we haven't had a good kicker in about four years at Florida State, yeah, Joe. So, hurt. yeah. Oh my God. So, um, oh. just, yeah, just a so real quick, just a real quick comment on, you know, you guys talk about the the parking lot brawl, the AEW match, and everything. You're talking about Meltzer's ratings for it and everything. Uh, 
I really think that if you're looking at what how Meltzer rates an AEW match, just automatically deduct one star. Hmm. Because he's just become like the biggest AEW fanboy apologist that there is. So I don't oh, think he's really I don't think I don't I don't I don't think I don't think he's real objective when it comes to, to rating AEW matches right now. So like, and it's fine, he can have his biases and whatever, but you know, I would just say don't 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 take he, his don't take his ratings, you know, at at total face value. I would the, say you lower the your only, expectation a little bit. The only AEW matches he's given five stars or more to, I actually agree with. So Okay, but I'm just saying in general, he we know he loves the Bucks and you know we know he loves uh Kenny Olivier, so um you know I don't think he's very objective when he scores their matches. That's all I'm saying. So You mean Kenny Omega? Is it you talking Kenny Omega? Uh, what I say? Kenny Olivier? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Damn it. That's the cornet in me. <laughs> oh, like, uh, I, do, I do it. I do it. I do it. I've heard that. I mean, other, other, hey, other hey, people. Hey, I, I, could, I, I could have called, I could have called the Bucks by uh, Cornette's nickname for them, which is the Balding Bucks. So, oh, <laughs> I mean, Shawn Michaels had that same problem, but my hair's still really long, but it's all falling out, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just shaved that shit. I mean, I have the balding box. I don't really get offended to that because that's that's not not true. So I don't know. I don't care. They are like their hairlines are receding. So I, I there I can see. I, I mean, it doesn't change the the fact of what they do in the ring, but they they are balding. Yeah, I, 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 I also think the, the thing with Meltzer is that I think he just so desperately wants there to be an actual viable alternative to WWE that he's also just trying to make it sound like AEW is the greatest thing I mean, it's, ever. It's so me and me and me and my other friends on our podcast, we do the Wednesday night wars and NXT has won like probably eight out of 12 over AEW. So like probably the last 12 episodes, I'd say NXT's won eight. So I, I, I don't, Meltzer is a, he does have an AEW hard on. I'm not, you're not the first person that said that. I've read other people saying that. So I do take his stuff with the Bucks and Omega with a grain of salt. But I, the matches that he's given five stars to with those gentlemen in it have been warranted. Like that tag team match from earlier this year is still the best match I've seen this year. So it, it's warranted in that match. He, he probably, yeah. the, the one he gave, the one I went to last year at All Out that he gave a five, with the Lucha Brothers, that one I'm a little bit sketchy on. I probably would have given that one a 4.75, maybe, or 4.5. I don't know if I would have given that one a 5. So, so, so I'm just thinking, you know, you guys are talk, we're talking about some balding wrestlers and stuff, you know, and we're all, you know, 40, 40-ish, you know, Pat's, you know, Darth Pat is the youngest knocking of us. Knocking on the door. Four, knocking on the door of 40. And, uh... I'm the only motherfucker that's losing my hair and has been losing my hair since my twenties. <laughs> I hate you all. Just so you know. <laughs> Don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Not my family genes. I'm good. Yeah. Thank God. No, I mean, my, I my dad still has this. Cool. My dad still has his hair. So <laughs> yeah, but your dad's forehead, I think starts like, uh, like at the top of his head now. I feel like I mean, he's st- <laughs> my grandpa definitely was didn't have a lot of hair left. You know, he was he, it started for him because my grandma would be like, hey, 
you didn't cut your hair. Can you cut his hair? I'm like, I shave my head. I don't do anything special. I just shave it off. It doesn't take any skill <laughs> to do that. And she's like, well, you can just do that to him. And he would like, look at me and go. You know, a couple, a couple of male relatives in my extended family, he went bald to various degrees. I don't think anybody ever went completely bald, but my dad didn't have it. So I think I looked out on the gene pool on that one. So there were, there were definitely times guys when I would be at my grandparents' house when I was going grocery shopping for them or after I had gone and the stuff would just come up and my grandma would just stay off the wall stuff. And my grandpa would just be looking at me and rolling his eyes and she couldn't see him. So <laughs> it was, it, there were some moments like this, just that even in the last year when everything wasn't great, I, I my grandpa always had his sense of humor and, you know, until, you know, the end, he, he was still making people laugh. And, and that never went out of him, that, like, sense of humor that he had. And my grandma definitely said some stuff that I don't think anybody knew what the fuck she was talking about at times. So I remember the last time I met you that I saw your grandmother was we came out for your wedding. And we were over at uh, – who's the hell's house? We were over at uh, your wife's sister's house, I think. We went over there, I think, to for drop-off cake or some shit like that. For, for which flat. time? For the for the you, wedding? You yeah, a cake? For, yeah. I think it was – or was it the – yeah. When you came for the bridal shower. I don't know. I don't know. We, no, it was we the were... wedding. It was the wedding because um, Joe and I Tammy didn't... were there, and I think Tammy was over at that, at that house too. I didn't go over there though. You I didn't go, go over to okay, her okay. No, no, no. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. I'm sorry. I apologize, Joe. It, you were not there. That's right. This was for the uh, bridal shower. Thing. Okay, okay, okay. You're right. But I remember it had been My so long since My grandma was there. Seen... My grandma yes. was at the bridal shower. Yes, and your grandma surprised the shit out of me. This was funny because we go over there. We drop off whatever the yeah. hell we needed to drop off that day. And we go over, and your grandmother and your aunt walk right. in. And I hadn't seen your grandmother for probably 10 years or something like that since the right. last time I had been out in Ohio. And I looked at you. I said, when's your grandmother getting here? Because I wanted to say hi. And she's – and your grandmother just had this smart – like this smirk on her face. And I was like, I'm sorry, and you are? And I think I asked her. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Matt's aunt. I'm like, oh, OK. Nice <laughs> to meet you. And he's like, oh, that's my grandmother. <laughs> and uh, – I was like, what a joke. She hadn't really aged, right, Jeremy? She hadn't really aged at all. No, I was expecting to see a much older, you know, 10 years is a long time to go between seeing somebody. (laughs) I'm expecting to see somebody that's much older, and here she looked, you know, she still looked like she was, what, probably 70s, you know, early 70s maybe. And how old is your grandmother? Like almost pushing like 90. She's almost 90. Almost 90. I mean, Jesus. I mean, come on. So, yeah, you're – it was just crazy, and she—it was really funny that she did that too. You know, trying to play it off like she, you know, that it wasn't his grandmother and stuff like that. And I, I, a lot of my friends met them, so I think, especially the last couple of years, it got harder for my grandparents to keep track of who was who because they met you guys, they met Adam, they met Eli, they met Zach. It started getting confusing for them. They would always ask me, "Which one's the lawyer?" And I'm like, that's Adam. <laughs> so, so they that it got hard for them because I have so many friends. My brothers don't have a bunch of friends like I do. They just don't. 
So it gets hard for my, I think it got harder for my grandparents to remember who was who because there, I just have so many friends that I've introduced them to over the years. It's hard to keep track when you only see somebody once or twice in like yeah. 10 years or 12 or 15 years. So, but they tried, you know, my grandpa kind of remembered it was my grandma that struggled. My grandpa usually knew who was who still. So yeah, I don't remember if I got to see your grandfather that time out. I don't remember if we, you if probably I did. didn't. I mean, you, he was at the wedding. I'm assuming you saw yes. him at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing him then. Yeah, he was. I remember seeing him, and he was in. He was doing okay, but he was definitely not how I remember well, meeting him the he last was, time. So. He was at a rehab facility, and they let him out to come to the wedding. They had yes, to take him I back to the rehab facility after because she actually put there's a picture. There's a picture that somebody, my friend Greg, took of me and him at the reception, and it's like my my Nicole got it out and put it somewhere for me. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and for all our listeners out there, if you're wondering why all of a sudden we're talking about our, yeah, our good sorry. friend AJ's grandparents and, you know, funny stories is because, uh, uh, AJ's grandfather had recently passed away. And so we had, uh, that's also why we had skipped a week, uh, to let him go through that process and, and mourn and, and all that stuff. Cause he, you know, we all deserve that time. So, but it's all good like now. A, he was like a second, my second dad essentially like it was almost like i had two dads sometimes especially yeah, no, growing up your grandparents are cool your pa- grandparents were the cool grandparents that you know i um didn't have like i didn't actually have like growing up i had one grandparent and that's all i ever had and she passed away when i was 20 so i didn't you know and it wasn't like we went over there all the time and my grandmother was kind of like freaking she was like the typical like old grouchy grandma so to say <laughs> so, so it wasn't like we went over there and it was like she was giving us cool things or doing cool <laughs> things with us it was like oh we're going to grandmother's house and we're going to be bored to fucking tears if, if yeah. you guys yeah. if you guys were ever to meet my other grandparents we're talking about complete opposite just they're not cool people they're not fun people she's a bitch like they're the complete opposite yes wow, we used to we used to call my mom even my mother's mother we used to call her the white glove inspector because whenever they came over, we we're like, oh, shit, the house better be spotless because she's going to go through it with the white glove. Like they're just complete opposites of, of my dad's parents, like polar opposites. Yeah, I, I never see up, them. I didn't grow up with my grandparents either. Like my parents, grandparents on my dad's side passed away both like uh, before I was four. And then my grandparents on my mom's side, I really I have some memories of them, but they both passed away. I think before, like I was seven and eight, so I really didn't have anything after that. Plus, we had moved from Chicago to PA yeah. when I was uh, like, uh, yeah, I think we moved here, and then they 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 passed away like a year or so after we moved here, moved to Chicago uh, from Chicago to PA. But yeah, I really didn't didn't have that growing up. Here's a side. here's a question for you guys. I'll throw this one out there. This will. What is your favorite Halloween movie? Like movie that's about Halloween. Like that's inc- not the Michael Myers Halloween necessarily. <laughs> I'm just saying movie Those that's terrible. What do you Halloween doing? related. I'm just trying to throw something else out there because somebody asked me this recently. So yeah, that's a good question. My favorite Halloweenish kind of movie. Mr. Movie Guy down there, I'm curious to see what Mr. Patrick, the movie guru, says. Doth Pat, what is I really your can't think of something. 
Trick or Treat is mine. I don't know if, how many of you guys have seen that, but that's my favorite Halloween movie. I've, I've heard of it. I've seen it. It's like four short stories in a movie. It's like it's not. A, it's like four short stories. It's it's pretty entertaining. So, hmm. Halloween movie. That's see, oh, man. Hmm. I used to use Scooby Doo. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or, or even, you know what, guys? We uh, can even one up it even, and I'll say since it's we're about it. What's your favorite horror movie? We can even throw, we can even add more to it. Like, what's your favorite horror movie? If you don't necessarily have a Halloween specific movie, yeah. And see, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't watch a ton of them, but no, and I neither do I. I would say, like, if I had to put one, just and it, this one that I just recently watched because it actually just recently came out with, and that was Hubie Halloween. With, oh, I uh, watched Adam that Sandler. Hubert Halloween. That was yeah. that was entertaining. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just because like there's not a whenever you think about a Halloween movie, you're almost thinking like a horror movie. Like most Halloween yeah. movies are like horror type movies, and like I'm just correct. N- not a big horror fan. Like I find them to yes, they sometimes you know give me that jump scare or like that they're, suspense. They're comedies. Or, they're mostly comedies to me. They're not. They're not that's like. I don't know. I, I guess old eighties horror movies. No, because I grew up on Freddy Krueger and the and the early Jason movies, which were, in, in my opinion, I thought those were scary as shit. Um, so at that age, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Freddy versus Jason is my favorite horror movie. So <laughs> I love that movie. It's fucking great. It's it's a comedy, but I love it. But yeah, so I guess I would it have is. to say Hu- Hu- Hubie Halloween is is probably I would say. That's funny that you watched that. We just watched that too, Jeremy. It it was funny. It was like it. His the cameos that, were great. Yes, they were, and his character in that movie reminded me like uh, of the Water Boy, some, somewhat of the Water Boy, and also somewhat of um, what was the other character that he just that he did that had like that really goofy voice. I can't think of it now. Little Nicky. Uh, no, not Little Nicky. It was a different one. I'd, I, I'd have to look it up, but it kind of reminded me of like a cross between two of his characters that he's done. Um, you know, Waterboy and one more recently. It was cool to see him and that girl from that he was in Happy Gilmore with. It was cool mm-hmm. to see them in a movie together again. Yes. And the cameos were ridiculous. Yes. Shaq's, Way... Shaq's radio voice was priceless. <laughs> I I saw something about that movie where somebody said he made that as punishment for uncut gems not getting like Oscar nominations and stuff. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I saw uncut gems. I liked it, but I don't think it was the best movie I've ever seen. So I liked uncut gems, but I liked it because Kevin Garnett was in it. I liked the story. So oh, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the best movie ever seen. I think it was definitely Sandler's best acting performance, though. I don't have a favorite Halloween movie because I'm not really okay. Again, watching Halloween movies. That's why I went horror. horror. That's why I threw horror out there. Uh, yeah, horror movies. <clears throat> I don't know if you want to consider it a horror movie. It's it's pretty much considered a horror movie. Like I like vampires. I, I like the Lost Boys. Okay, that's a horror movie. I think. Yeah, it's a yeah. Movie. I like the Lost Boys. That's that's one of my favorite movies. That one, that movie scared me when it first came out. I mean, come on, that was creepy as shit at, th- at times. Yeah, yeah, it was oh. some weird shit with that. Yeah. The the original uh, Poltergeist is still the scariest movie I've ever seen. That that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I <laughs> love the fact that uh, you're talking about the Lost Boys. 
I watched that for the first time sometime within the last two years or so when it was streaming on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And when I like clicked play on my computer to watch it, it brought up like a screen. Like it was, there was like a screenshot from like towards the end of the film mm-hmm. that totally gave away the <laughs> ending. <laughs> And I seriously, wow. I have I have they a very bad habit. Out. I have a, I have a very bad habit when I'm watching movies up in front of my computer because uh, I have two screens. Where I'll have the movie on on one screen, and I'll bring up the movie's Wikipedia page on another screen, and I'll end up <laughs> scrolling down a little too far in the Wikipedia page and spoiling. <laughs> So I was not doing that. Over, dude. I was not do. I was not doing that from when I was. That was karma, Pat. That was karma getting you on that one. And and I click and I press play and it brings up the screen and just in case somebody who's listening to this has never seen the movie, I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, but it brings up this thing that spoils the ending and everything. And I literally, and I literally think I just like slammed my hand down on my desk and went, "Fuck you, Netflix." <laughs> Uh, if I would, I, if, okay, so you talk. Oh, goody, the Rays won. Fuck you, Houston. Um, All right, that's good. At least we can be happy about that tonight. Yeah. Uh, if I were to actually pick a favorite Halloween movie, you guys are probably going to laugh at this, but I'd probably go back to you know childhood days and pick Disney's animated The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Interesting. Uh, you know, yeah. most because of the, uh, yeah. you know, the, the legend of sleepy hollows, yeah. you know, part at the end. I remember that. Uh, I remember that, Pat. I, I just love, I just love the part with the headless horseman. So, yeah. uh, you know, like, like Bing Crosby does the whole big song where like Brom Bones is like yeah. singing it at Ichabod and taunting him. And then yeah, I... he actually goes out and lives in, and of course there's the kind con- you know, everybody's, you gotta, you have to wonder, was it really Brom dressed up as the headless horseman and everything? So, you know. I just always, I just always liked that. I thought that was, you know, great classic Disney animation and atmosphere. Okay. Um, if I were to pick okay. a favorite horror movie, yeah. eh, I don't know because again, you know, you you could you the two that I'm thinking of, you can you know debate as to whether or not they're actually horror movies. And I'm thinking of Psycho and The Shining. I mean, I definitely uh, would call those. I would definitely call those yeah. horror movies. Yeah. So. Especially you know, sometimes shining. you might say that they're not quite horror. They're more just like kind of like thriller with a psychological bent to them. But, you know, well, so. Fucking, if you're, listen, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Those are fucking horror movies. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, there we go. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? And it could be either. either. So. It's, it's a holiday movie. If, 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 I, if, I, if, I, if I were to pick like a true like horror film in the sense of like slasher films or something like that i think i actually would go with the original halloween which i think was 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 very very well done because well you know john carpenter made it john carpenter is a pretty good director which like i don't think any i don't think anything to do with any of the sequels ever so you know and like, and like the original friday the 13th is i've seen i haven't actually watched any of the halloweens except the first one i haven't watched any of the nightmare of an on elm streets except for the first one i actually watched all three of the for, uh, the first three Friday the Thirteenth, and really the the first one's the only one that's really any good. This was correct. I agree with you on that. I mean, I remember like when I watched the third one. I know that was like I think that was like a 3D movie back in the day, and I did have fun when I was watching it, saying like, it "Oh, that was a 3D shot." Like there was one time where like like you know something's like coming like right at you that kills somebody like an arrow or a spike or something, but 
Like, oh, that would have been cool in 3D. Nightmare on Elm Street is too is good. Nope, he's freezing again. I like oh, Freddy. Yeah. I like. I always liked Freddy Krueger. I liked him out of those guys. So I, I remember. I think there's a part in Freddy versus Jason where the like two kids are in the sleeping bag and he starts banging them. <laughs> Jason takes the sleeping bag oh, and he's like yeah. banging them off the trees. <laughs> I, re- I remember when I went to see that movie. I remember when I went to see that movie. I went to see it with Sean. I don't think you went to see that with us, Pat. I went to see it with Sean. And really early in the movie, like right off the bat, they show boobs. And these little kids, or these kids that shouldn't have been in the movie, started giggling. And this big dude was like sitting in front of us. And he's like, shut your mouth, kids. You aren't even supposed to be in the theater. Like he screams it. <laughs> Where's your parents? Sean's like, oh that shit, I don't want to piss that guy off. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm oh, yeah. trying to watch people get to sh- get slashed to death. I think the, the I think the final battle between the two of them is like forty minutes of that movie. It takes like forty minutes at the end. The last battle between them, I think it's like forty minutes. <laughs> and they were gonna make a second one of that movie too. Lord have mercy if they would have <laughs> well, they, All right. They did, so. make, they, they, they did make two Alien versus Predators. <laughs> yeah, because one of those wasn't enough either. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think so <laughs> I think that does bring us kind of close to the end of our show, and I think somebody has a number for us, if I remember correctly. Who so wants to have a nineteen forty eight? Mr. Freeze has a stumper for us. Yeah. I have shitty internet tonight. I don't know what's going on. I know. I'm just fucking with uh, you. No, no. I, I, I was seriously about to thing. say, why did you call him Mr. Freeze? <laughs> <laughs> it's midnight. I'm... I was going to say something about the Mr. Freeze thing. I was going to do my Arnold voice from Batman, but I changed my mind. I'm not going to you now. The ice. What killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> the Ice Age! I'm going to freeze you. Uh, You're not sending me to the cooler. <laughs> hey, the best part of that movie, though, the best part of Arnold as Mr. Freeze, though, is when he's forcing his henchmen to sing along to the uh, Snow Miser song from the classic Year Without a Santa Claus special. <laughs> Keep singing! Sing! <laughs> yeah, because he's believable as a scientist. <laughs> uh, oh man! All right, so here's here's a supper. Oh, the wrestling question. One wrestling supper. <laughs> what wrestler? A, a member of Evolution three years in a row at Unforgiven 2005, 2006, and 2007. There's your hint, the years. What'd you say? So who was a member of Evolution? No. What wrestler faced a member oh. of Evolution okay. three years in a row at, at the pay-per-view Unforgiven in 2005, 2006, and 2007? Undertaker. That's your only clue. We're Undertaker. I'm going with Undertaker. Uh, wrong. Yeah, I know. Because he was only wrestling WrestleMania, I think, at that time, too. 
I have a second guess once they guess. Yeah, because that's not annoying at all. Like a life, like uh, a freaking child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Triple H. Ooh, Triple H. You did hear. You did hear that they faced a member of Evolution, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But Evolution kind of broke up in TNT, early 2005, so when Batista turned on them. Well, we're waiting for uh, AJ. Uh, Jeremy, you're, this fucking fantasy league that we're in together, it's like fucking trade heaven. <laughs> Jesus Christ, everything I can pop up is like, oh, there's a trade, there's a trade, there's a trade. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? These guys like, want to trade all their players away. Like, fucking trade happy. Jesus Christ. No one wants to trade with me. That's fine, I guess. I don't give a shit. <laughs> A-okay. Oh, how about that? So, quick update. Uh, did you just fuck it up? Don't know if he would have been in my top 15 guesses. <laughs> <laughs> it is very odd. It is extremely bit. odd. A little bit. Um... Yeah, I, I'll give you another hint. No, I don't know. I don't want another hint because they, I, I don't want it. I, I don't, I probably have no idea. I don't really know the answer to this. So whatever I'm going to do is just throw out a guess. So uh, throw it and, out. Well, and it's, I'm wearing, I'm wearing red. There's a specific fruit that's red. <laughs> do it, Carlito. I spin the face. Of people who I would have never got that either. So, wow, yeah. so, so when I saw that, I was like, wait, what? So I went and looked at it. I was like, oh, shit, really? I don't even remember the storyline he was in, but he faced it was like all three years. Um, I think one year was Orton. One year, I don't think he wrestled. Did he wrestle Flair Pat? Did you look it up? Yeah. At, at, I, think, um... I think it was everybody but Flair, I believe. No, at 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 oh five, he wrestled. Uh, he wrestled Flair for the Intercontinental okay. Title, yeah. and if I recall correctly, Flair Flair beat him, and then Flair spent like the rest of the show, like in a limo with a couple of women <laughs> and a couple of bottles of champagne. Ah, uh, yes, yes, that is correct. I remember. Uh, two thousand six, he wrestled Randy Orton. And then I think it was like the next night was one like Edge and Orton formed rated RKO. I remember vaguely watching that match, and I remember Carlito did that move where he would like kind of jump on one rope, then the other, and then like oh, yeah. got the RKO then, out of nowhere. Then do like a dive, but like he usually did like a like a moonsault off the rope. But this time he just did a dive, and of course that was so Orton couldn't hit him with the RKO as he came flying off the rope, and that was how that match ended. And at 07, he wrestled Triple H, and no fucking memories of that whatsoever. Yeah, I don't really remember I, that either. I literally never even remembered Carlito ever wrestling Triple H. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That was a good question, Joe. Joe, have you Joe. seen the Joe? Have you seen the the Skittles commercial with the Street Profits and Ric Flair? <laughs> I have. That commercial's hilarious when he's like. Woo! When what's his name is dressed up like Naomi, and they're like, "Do you feel yeah. the glow?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> no." 
because what's his name like dressed like the ultimate warrior. He's yeah. Like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> warrior Naomi. It's kind of like it was just very odd that he did that. Oh, man. So I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to say that brings us to the end of our show. Since we sure. really have really kind of just we went all over the place. A lot of majority of our show is starting talking about LeBron or oh. LeBum as he's better known to some of us on the show. <laughs> um. <laughs> can, can, I, can, can I just say? No, you cannot. Now, can... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Darth Pat. Because the basketball season is now over and we don't know when they're going to be starting up again. Probably not until after the turn of the year. Let's just put LeBron to rest for a while. Mm. Um, I'd I be more than happy to put him to rest for a yeah. while. <laughs> he could retire, they, and that'd be great. <laughs> the one, the one out. thing, real, the one thing I did tell Joe real quick about the NBA is they did do a really good job of maintaining the bubble. Oh yes, they did. They deserve a ton of credit for that. The WNBA, the NHL, and the NBA all did a really good job of maintaining their bubbles. Other than Lou Williams and his chicken wings at the titty bar, that was the only issue that the NBA had. <laughs> So goddamn good chicken wings, Dave. <laughs> so I did kudos to them for, for doing it. The bubble worked for them. So yeah, I mean, baseball yeah. didn't do a terrible job. They didn't do an overwhelmingly great job. They did have you know tests and games postponed and and shit. But um, yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. You know the yeah, I mean f- football is. I knew, football, I, knew, I knew football was going to end up being a shit show, and I knew I knew college especially was going to end up being a shit show. So, not so I'm not surprised. All right, so that does now. I guess that brings us to the yeah. end of the show. Well, um, before before we go, before we go, oh. what? <laughs> no, hey, 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 we got to have we got to have the tease. Otherwise, you know, what are they coming back for? It's certainly well, not my put, ravishing I'm, good look. Jeremy's gonna. Jeremy's. Jeremy's got it. I, oh, okay. Okay. Don't worry. I'm sorry. I, 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 I believe I still Women. remember the topic. This should be. This should be good. <laughs> women. You, yeah, sure. We could talk about women. Yeah, why yeah not? that's I, what I, Joe I, said. That's what Joe said. Women. There, there's oh, more to add on. We're going to talk about our favorite Sports Illustrated cover models. <laughs> yeah, swimsuit issue yeah. cover models. Yeah. That'll. That'll uh, just you, that'll it, eliminate any potential to have any women listeners ever. <laughs> we're talking about covers of females on covers. I, I have I have containers of here we go. Playboy magazine. We're, we're, we're <laughs> losing freaking track <laughs> real quick. <laughs> it's going off. It's going off the rails. It took this right. long, but we finally fell off the fucking rails. Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> so. We just want to thank everybody for listening or watching wherever you're catching this on whatever media stream you get this. Um, you know, we are just thankful for you guys watching, uh, listening, because it, without you guys, this is just a complete bullshit session, whether we're talking about a specific topic or we're just really just bullshitting the time away. Um, without you guys listening, it does. we're just doing this for, well... Who knows what fucking reason. Um, so we do appreciate you guys listening in. And, you know, wherever you catch it, just, you know, tell others about it. Try and get them out there to listen to it. Because I, I think we're doing a pretty good job of entertaining just not ourselves but everybody else too. And we do want you to tune in next week when we will actually be talking about women's wrestling. And we're going to do some maybe like maybe the go to women's wrestling or just talk about some our of our favorite, favorite wrestlers and, you know. 
gotta we gotta put the women out there because the women are just as important in wrestling now as the men are because they are one of the reasons that I tune in for some of them women's matches because some of them women matches are really freaking good now. Until next time, we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs> 